Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Director Simon Morelli of Pulse Home Services, a franchise offering in-demand home service solutions. Listen as Simon delves into his role at Pulse Home Services, the many divisions of the franchise, the point of difference in the market, and the training and support model. Listen on to discover more. Welcome, everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers, and I'm here with Gary from the Eden Exchange team. Welcome. Today, our guest is Simon Morelli, who is the director and CEO of Pulse Home Services Franchises. Welcome to the podcast, Simon. Hi, guys. Simon, tell us a little bit about Pulse Home Services, how you got into it, the origins of the company, and your background in particular, and how you became a director and the CEO. Pulse Home Services, we're a home services franchising group everywhere based in Australia. Variety of services from dog washing, lawn mowing, car cleaning, house cleaning. How did it get started? Well, we actually own another test and tag franchise group, which is a national based group. And we saw an opportunity within the home services sector to implement the strategies that we were currently using in our test and tag business and provide those to the home services sector in line with a unique offering that we have and a support mechanism to help people go out and ultimately our our mantra is achieve more together. So, you know, a real opportunity for people in all walks of life, in all different aspects to look at what their potential is, to become their own boss, to work for themselves and finally yield the reward of the, the fruits of their own labor. Yeah, I understand. And a lot of people have that ambition, but they look for the support to be able to, to do that, Simon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's a really hard thing to get started by yourself. Go out there and you're like, I, I want to start a business, but then we've got a line that we use quite often is you, you don't know what you don't know. And you, you kind of go through this process and you, you want to get started and you learn through the school of hard knocks. So we thought, well, there's an opportunity here whereby we can use our collective intelligence from our various histories and background to help support people to ultimately, again, achieve more together and be successful in you know what they love doing. And what is that background? What is that expertise that you bring? Yeah, so a bit of my history, uh, I was general manager of a technology services and consulting firm for about seven years, business to business. And then more recently for the last four years, co-owned with my sister and also shareholder in, in Pulse Home Services, an advertising agency whereby we look after about 300 odd clients. We run their digital ads. So whether that's their, their Google ads, their Facebook ads, their SEO or their web development, predominantly focused on lead generation. So it was a really good segue when it came into us originally buying the test and tag business to help support and grow because it was was kind of everything we knew. You know, we knew how to work with businesses. We knew how to consult. We knew how to generate leads. And we also knew how to, you know, work with people to motivate them to, you know, get more out of what was happening, get more out of themselves, really, to ultimately excel their businesses. And that really lent itself towards franchising and, you know, took the opportunity with test and tag and, off the back of that success, decided that, hey, let's let's have a crack at home services because, you know, there's so much more opportunity here for people relative to those services that are passionate about what they can do and how we can help them achieve more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I imagine it's one of the biggest challenges that if you're going to go into a home services type business, where am I going to get my customers from? Right. 
that's definitely a big one, right? So, and it, it, look, it's a mix at the end of the day. I mean, I tell our, I tell our guys that guys and girls that ultimately when you first start your business, it's, it's probably going to be the hardest job you've ever worked in your life. For the first little bit, it'll probably be the least amount of money you've ever earned in life. But the advantage is that when you, you put in the effort and you work hard and you do the right things and you follow the system, that ultimately when the rewards come, they're all your rewards. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about Pulse Home Services. What is Pulse Home Services? What are the, what are the divisions? What are the services provided under the umbrella of Pulse Home Services? Yeah, so currently we have house cleaning, lawn mowing, dog washing, car cleaning, building inspections. And out of those, which one's the most popular? So currently it would probably be, as far as number of active franchisees, I would suggest would be lawn mowing currently. And is it just lawn mowing, Simon? Oh, so lawn mowing and gardening services, I kind of paraphrase there. So, you know, we've got operators that do anything from retaining walls where they make fantastic money and they find little niches and these are the kind of things that we work out in their quarterly business reviews as to you know where potential market and opportunity is and you know that particular operator they work in a new development type area so they've got an opportunity for landscaping jobs for retaining walls for new builds things like that so it's not just lawn mowing if you will however we've got you know plenty of operators out there that do just mow lawns and, and cut hedges relative to the market conditions that they're in so it's kind of you know, our offering and, and the way that we engage with people and the way our franchisees operate is it's, you know, what's right for them in order to maximize their opportunity to do the best for their clients, but as make, make as much money as possible. Yeah, so if somebody loves being outdoors, working with their hands, lawn mowing might be it. If somebody is an absolute pet lover and adorer, the dog washing might be it. I assume that uh, given various lockdowns around the country and huge investment by people in pets and dogs, I imagine the dog washing is probably quite a, a lucrative field to be in at the moment. 100%. So, I mean, look, if I was going to start any of our franchises, and not to say that, you know, one's better than any other, and ultimately it's about, you know, where the person feels comfortable and what they want to do, but just pure yield on opportunity to make money, dog washing pound for pound is where I would be. We love our pets. You know, they're a part of our family. The dog doesn't sleep outside. The dog probably sleeps on the bed. You've got a whole generation of dinks or double income, no kids. Those dogs, they are their kids. And people want their pets to be cared for and looked after and they want them to be nice and clean and fluffy and, and look as beautiful as they can be. And there is huge demand for that service with great potential to run your own business in that space. Yeah, absolutely. So how many franchisees are there currently in Pulse Home Services? So Pulse Home Services, we've currently got about 63 active franchisees yep. around the country. Okay, so quite a substantial organisation. And how many customers does that represent that Pulse is looking after on a weekly basis? Simon? Oh, as far as end user numbers? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be able to tell you off the top of the head, Gary. I imagine it'd be in the thousands per month. Correct, 100%. <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to give you exact figure. But yeah, definitely in the thousands that our operators would be looking after in respect to those customers, I mean, obviously you've uh, created uh, systems and procedures and methodologies in how to look after those customers, and then you train your franchisees in how to deliver those systems and procedures and those standards. Yeah, 100%. It's a part of our values that, you know, we respect the process and, and we follow the system. Ultimately, you can lead by example. There's plenty of successful operators out there and we look to understand what are those key initiatives that they're undertaking and how does that work. And we build onboarding systems and training systems that 
ultimately deliver successful business outcomes for our operators. What does the training entail? It depends on the service, obviously. You know, building a pest inspection would be a little bit more complex than lawn mowing, as it were, because there's government certifications and qualifications. But from a, from a typical standpoint, that there would be uh, an onboarding and induction process, whereby there's third-party training, building inspections and pest inspections, the third-party courses that are associated with that. Then there's an infield component with an existing operator in that region or out of region, who we know is a, a very successful key operator, that would then work with the franchisee and show them how they do it within their business environment. There would also be additional training around prospecting, Facebook management, online presence. Training, the way we see it, is a, it's an ongoing factor, that it's not something you ever really finish. And we also get to utilize you know, hive learning, that what's working for one operator in one region would potentially work for another operator in another region, but it's not something that's been implemented and tried. And the group itself then yields those returns as to what's working relative to the current market conditions. Okay, so that's the principle that a franchisee invented the Big Mac. Right. So the franchisor is not the sole holder of all the wisdom in the business. You're prepared to listen. Correct. And it would be remiss of us to think that we knew absolutely everything. You know, those guys in the field that are running their business that are being successful, they've got a mountain of knowledge. And it would be remiss of us to think that there wasn't an opportunity there to learn from that and then help implement that across the group for other operators whereby it might make them successful. Do you believe that embracing that and uh, listening to what your franchisees are saying to you, does that deliver a competitive advantage for the Pulse Home Services in delivering the services to the customers? 100%. Engagement's huge from my point of view. The fact that we are that well engaged with our operators and we're getting that ground level feedback across different industries, across different segments, states, territories, right? That it gives us a unique advantage for the rest of the group. And while, yes, we're the conduit to deliver that information, ultimately it's our franchisees supporting our franchisees and we're just facilitating it. So in terms of the relationship that you have with your franchisees, we've talked about that you're open to listening to them. What other elements do you think are really important in respect to that relationship? I referenced it a second ago, engagement, ultimately. Engagement, honesty, transparency. These are things that, you know, they yield a good relationship, whether it's a personal relationship or whether it's a business relationship, that if you engage thoroughly, if you're honest, you're open, you're transparent and you're receptive, but it makes for a good foundation for great things to happen. Adelaide Base is where Pulse Home Services is based, we're head office. And is that where the majority of your franchisees are at the moment? No, they're kind of all over. I'd probably suggest if I had if I had to pick a state, Queensland would probably be our strongest state and predominantly lawn mowing. I, I don't know if you've you've seen the weather and it's calmed down a little bit for the guys at the moment, but I spoke to a few operators the other week and you could literally watch the grass grow. I mean, they had so much rain and they said so much heat that they were doing, you know, weekly mows. You know, the rain would stop and they would be out there straight away because, you know, the grass had grown a foot. It's pennies from heaven. A little bit of rain does wonderful things. Right. <laughs> and, and I guess that's true with all home services is that people are increasingly finding themselves work commitments, family commitments, extracurricular commitments with their children, that their ability to a simple task like mowing the lawn, they just find they don't have the time. Have you guys looked at research into that, how people are outsourcing those sort of functions? 
Yeah, 100%. So it's becoming more and more prevalent. So there's there's a multitude of factors there, whether it's, you know, double income, no kids, whether it's limited, you know, we've got increased travel time now than we, we used to have, whether it's reward for effort, but, you know, outsourcing for general services has is, is grown rapidly over the last five years. I think generationally as well, it makes a huge change. I would rather be out on the weekend catching up with friends or taking my kids to the park that, you know, the, the hour or two or whatever it may be to, to mow my lawn's probably not worthwhile. Yeah, clean the house, wash the dog. Correct, yeah. And, you know, it's time value money equation, right? And this is everything in life that, you know, what what's the value from me cleaning my place when potentially, you know, I could get a, a Pulse franchisee to come out and do it for me that, you know, that was, that was an extra hour or two hours that I had to, to work for to earn that income. But that meant that I got to spend precious time with my kids or my wife or, you know, go away for the weekend or whatever it may be, that the services-based economy is is growing strong, continuing to move in, in that trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. Most people are experiencing that in their own lives and can probably recognise the opportunity that home services is just going to grow as a sector. 100%. Okay, so I'm going to become a Pulse Home Services franchisee. Yep. There's one of those divisions. Would you recommend that I, in in making a selection of one of those divisions, it's really going to be a a subjective decision? Like I said before, I I love dogs, so dog washing works for me. I love being outside. Mm -hmm. Once I've made that decision, what do I get? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, slightly different relative to the service. From from an onboarding standpoint, business induction, you end up with a CRM package, you end up with backline support, individual landing page for web presence, Google My Business listing, Facebook page. You end up with you know the required equipment that you would need. So if it was floor mowing or dog washing, you would end up with you know, your trailer and your hydro bath. You would then end up with infield training and support. And then we would migrate you once you've started your business into that ongoing training and support. So pretty much absolutely everything. I and mean, it's kind of like bring your own laptop probably, but yeah. with respect to everything else for your business, you know, whether it's your client management system, you know, your invoicing, your training, your infield, your equipment, that those things are provided for you and you're trained on how to use those and how to implement your business effectively and how to market your business effectively in order to get the best possible outcome. So you've incorporated technology into a training platform. I mean, somebody who's not exposed to those sort of technologies, that's a big part of the training. It's not just this is how you start the mower or this is how you clean a window properly. How do I grow my business utilising technology and becoming customer service orientated? We had a, a new operator start with us. They were they were a pilot. Now, obviously, with COVID, pilots not needed as much as they used to be. And one of their biggest things was, you know, they were happy to go out there and find business. They were happy to go out there and hustle, that they weren't worried about delivering the services. Their biggest thing was, you know, pilot can land a Boeing 737 on a runway, right, with their eyes closed. They were worried about how they would do an invoice because they've never had to do one before in their entire life. So technology can help implement, you know, and we can support that process because we've got access to to support our franchisees with this stuff that we can help support to make sure that we're invoicing good customer management and data management. You know, you see so many businesses that they'll forget. You say, oh, can you call me back in three weeks' time? Potentially, they're not a regular. They say, can you call me back in three weeks' time? Well, if you don't have a good system in place to make sure that you've got that reminder to call them in three weeks' time, you're potentially losing revenue and you're losing opportunity. It's not that the customer is trying to fob you off. It's just that that was their specific requirement. So technology can then help support your business in order to deliver a better service for your clients 
And ultimately, when you deliver a great service to your clients, they're going to tell their friends and their family. Or if it comes up at the dinner party, it's like, oh, your lawn looks great. You know, who do you get to, to mow your lawn? Or wow, the dogs look incredibly fluffy. They're like, you know, right? It, it's Bruce from Pulse. Yeah. And, and here's his card or here's his magnet. They're the opportunities, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and in terms of administration and uh, bookkeeping, you know, support services there as well? Yeah, 100%. So the, the platform we actually use is third party. I mean, we went to market and we had a look around and see what was best. We looked at potentially developing our own and realized that there was, you know, plenty of products off the shelf that could deliver better for for a better price point than, you know, what we could potentially create. You know, we're, we're not we're not software developers. That's not our business. Yeah. And so we partnered with a, an amazing company that's got a, an incredible roadmap around what they're doing with their software and where that sits. And, you know, our team in the back end have got access to our clients or our, our franchisees' CRM to their accounts, to their books. So if they've got an issue that they can, you know, contact the office and the admin team are there to support them with those, those issues. That's great. Obviously, uh, you don't do all this for free. You've created and provide this amazing system for free. How does Pulse make money? I, I get plenty of people ask me about, you know, where, where do we make money? My standard line is we don't make money selling franchises. The onboarding process, a big part of our model is to try and keep that as low as possible, that the entry point has been marginalized and minimized to make sure that it's accessible to as many people as possible. With respect to ongoings, uh, we charge a, a $220 a week royalty fee, which includes, you know, all those technologies, the website, the SEO presence, the Facebook stuff, the support, as I've discussed. Ultimately, you know, we, we run the numbers and say, okay, well, what would that look like if I was going to start that as an individual operator? You know, it's kind of about the same money. So then, then the next question I get asked, kind of like you're asking is, well, how do you make money then? The advantage that we get is we're doing it on scale. So whereby if I was going to go start my own law and my own business and spin up my own website and pay, you know, 50 bucks a month for my own hosting, plus somebody to answer the phone as a virtual assistant, plus my mobile phone, which is included, plus my CRM, which is included, plus, you know, somebody to ring, whether it's professional advice. So instead of ringing, you know, us, you might be ringing your accountant or your bookkeeper or somebody for support that you might be paying a third party consultant that, you know, these are the areas that when we're doing this on mass, that we get the advantage of, you know, buying on scale uh, and implementing on scale. So it doesn't have that same cost burden. And ultimately our business model is, you know, we're, we're profitability through efficiency, through economy of scale. Yep. Great. So you're leveraging the size of the organization to deliver benefits that an independent business person just can't conceive of or, or achieve. 100%. And then obviously some of that comes into our margin and that's how we make money. And ultimately, you know, the goal is that it's a win-win-win a scenario that the end client who wants their, you know, Jenny that wants her dog washed or Paul that needs his lawn mode, that they get a, an incredible quality service at a, at, a, at a fair value price, that our operator, our franchisee makes money along the way. And that you know, we make money in supporting that whole process and that all three of us in that transaction are super happy about the outcome. Yeah, great. How does that compare to other home services groups? Yeah, so this is this is always an interesting one. People, you know, ask me about, you know, how, how does this look in comparison to, you know, other business models? I'm, I'm not going to speak specifically about anybody else. I think probably the, the key points here is that the way that our royalty works is it's fixed fee for service, okay? So it's not a percentage of your revenue. So, you know, it costs us a certain amount to deliver those services. Just because you're earning more, well, then good for you. We want you to earn more. We're not going to charge you more for that privilege, right? So it's not a percentage royalty, it's not a percentage advertising contribution, it's just a fixed fee. 
fixed fee. Yep. And is it a cost per lead or anything like that? No, we don't charge any cost per lead. So that's not our model. That's not where we sit. That ultimately the leads that we generate through the resources that we have, the digital presence, whether it's radio, whether it's you know flyers, whatever it might be, they go through to our operators at no additional charge. That's a part of what are their franchise fees are covering. As much as it's covering the brand, it's also covering our, our cost base to make sure that we're managing those digital assets effectively. Some of the differences are, you know, our, our price point, our entry price point. You know, I made the comment about the fact that we don't make money selling franchises. That's not our business. That, you know, ultimately we we make money when we've got long-term partnerships with our operators that grow successful businesses. By marginalizing and minimizing those entry points, that is a key differentiator for us. I would also say our engagement is, you know, second to none. Personal opinion. <laughs> but you talked before about that quarterly business review. Yeah. So the last round of quarterly business reviews I did with our guys, we went through and did something referred to as a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This is time that we dedicate with our operators to focus on their business as opposed to in their business. We would then set goals in place, then put action items in place, You know, whether it's head office or whether it's the, the operator themselves. Uh, and then we reconvene next quarter and touch base on, you know, did we deliver on our goals? How did it go? What didn't work? And then we use that opportunity to run through different exercises. So it might be profitability exercise based on operational efficiency, or it might be a, a risk minimization strategy, you know, for longer standing operators that have got a business that are turning over 200 grand a year. And, you know, what happens if they hurt themselves? What risk mitigation have we got in place? Well, it might be expansion opportunities for adjacencies that they can deliver within their particular areas. So it's more of a, a business coaching type environment, ultimately, again, off the back of that hive learning. So I'm not the be all and end all, and I don't know everything, but, you know, we've got a lot of operators out in field and with all of their collective knowledge, it really helps me facilitate to the rest of the team. What does a franchisee need to bring to the table? An applicant, a prospect, a potential Pulse Home Services franchisee, what do they need to bring to the table? We have a word for it, and I'm going to use it, hustle. Hustle, bring hustle. I've been in business for a long time. I've met plenty of people over the years that have got plenty of money. And, and every time, you know, growing up through life, I would ask the question, like, you know, what did you do to get to where you are? And it was kind of one of those questions that, you know, not many people would ask. For the most part, people were throwing it back. But every time I had the exact same answer, which is I worked as hard as I possibly could when I was younger, or I worked as hard as I possibly could to get to where I am today. You know, that nobody started a business overnight and became a multimillionaire, right? It, it just doesn't happen. So what I would suggest is that, you know, hustle would be the main focus, respect and, and being positive. That They would be the three key things that I would say that, you know, our operators, that when they bring that to the table, that they're the ones that hit the ground running and they're, you know, successful from the get-go. You know, you can just see it. All right. Well, thank you, Simon. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Learning more about uh, Pulse Home Services. Sounds like a wonderful opportunity for somebody who wants to be their own boss, wants to break away from working for the man, as it were. It sounds to me like Pulse Home Services is an ideal opportunity. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry, and the team at Pulse Home Services will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Thanks again, Simon, for joining us today on the podcast. We wish you all the success in your developing business journey with Pulse Home Services, and we hope to hear you again for an update. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Director Simon Morelli of Pulse Home Services, a franchise offering in-demand home service solutions. To find out more about Simon and the Pulse Home Services franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.